this is episode number 27 of the Raising Mums podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you something that I have never shared before. I've been blogging for almost eight years now, and I've never actually gone into any kind of detail into why we started homeschooling. You know, the experiences that we went through, the emotions um, that led to that point in making that decision to turn our backs on mainstream education and to go for it and to homeschool. So I do go into our own personal story in today's episode and I do get a bit emotional, but I think it's really important. I think it's really important that I share you know, what we went through and the struggles that we went through and how we overcame them, because I know that so many of you are going to resonate with my story and are going to think, you know, I am feeling those exact emotions myself. That is what we are going through right now. And so that's why I'm sharing something very, very personal in today's episode. So let's get started. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Why would I turn my back on mainstream education? Why would I give up my career to start homeschooling my children? Um, You know, how did we start And what did I do to overcome the struggles that we faced? Assalamu alaikum. Welcome. My name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth, and I want to share with you our homeschooling journey, our story, how it all began for me, for our family, um, in the hope that in hearing my story, you will also hear your story, that in what I share, you'll be able to relate to it and hear yourself in what I'm talking about today. As I share what led me to homeschool, you might think, yes, that is exactly how I feel. When I share the struggles that I faced in the beginning, you might feel like, you know what, that is exactly how I feel right now. That is what I'm going through right now, or that I'm scared that I'm going to go through at some point. And then later on in this live session, I'm going to give you actionable advice so that if you are facing those struggles, if you are having those issues right now, you can take some action um, to overcome them. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I quickly introduce myself. My name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. I am the founder of OurMuslimHomeschool.com. Um, I am the host of the Raising Mums podcast. I'm a homeschooling mum of four. Um, we live in the UK. Um, And this is a broadcast that I used to stream weekly and I hope to get started again now that my little one has just turned one. um, I'd like to start doing this every week again. And the purpose of these live streams is to inspire you, to inspire mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully and to empower mothers everywhere to own their lives and to thrive doing it. And just like all the previous episodes in the past, this will be saved, inshallah. So if you can't stick around for the whole thing, don't worry. It will be saved onto IGTV, YouTube, and the podcast, Raising Mums. It'll be on the Facebook page in the videos tab. So if you have to nip in and out of this session, not a problem at all. You can come back and review it later. You can share this stream with your friends if you have any friends who, or sisters or family who you think might be interested in homeschooling. 
tag them now, tag them in the comments, let them know this is about to start and they can hop on live with you. Or you can share it later on and share that the link in your WhatsApp groups are on social media. I can see already lots of you are giving hearts and, and commenting, that's awesome. So as we go along, comment, you know, let me know what you're thinking. As I talk about things, it's gonna be quite a personal episode. I'm gonna be sharing, you know, things that were very difficult for me in the beginning. If you can relate, let me know in the comments that you can relate. Let me know, you know, let all of us know what struggles you faced and overcome. Talk to each other, ask questions, um, and let's have a conversation about this. And just as I mentioned, over the next couple of months, I'm hoping to do this every Sunday. So um, Sunday, 9 p.m., pop it in your calendars. Um, I'll be here, inshallah, live doing various different topics around homeschooling and motherhood for you. So while we're waiting for people to pop on, um, I want, I would love to know where you're all tuning in from. Are you in Birmingham? Are you in Leeds? Are you in America? Um, are you in Singapore? Let me know in the comments. Um, I'd love to know where you're all hopping on from. While you're doing that, a couple of things I need to let you know about before we start. First one, if you haven't already, I have a free ebook out. It's completely free and I've put it out there to help those of you who want to start homeschooling. It's called Home Education, What You Need to Know to Get Started. It's free to download. Just go to ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook and you can get it there. Um, and basically it is full of information to the things you need to know to start, your foundations, the building blocks that you're gonna build, you're, you're gonna build upon. Um, so if you're thinking about homeschooling, you're about to start, go and get your free ebook. You can get it now, in fact, before we get started. It's ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook. And I've put the link there for you on Facebook. And then come back. <laughs> After you've got your ebook, come back. The second thing I want to let you know is that I have decided to reopen my course, Launch Your Homeschool. The I did make an announcement that that was closed for the remainder of the year and it wouldn't be opening until summer. However, I have had hundreds of people, literally there are about 300 people on the wait list at the moment. I'm getting messages all the time, which is amazing from people who want to just slip into the course, just let me in. So what I've decided to do is just have it open for a narrow window in December. So if you think you might be interested in that, look out for more information coming um, about that and it'll be open in December. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Launch Your Homeschool is basically a online course that I offer. It's a where I hold your hand and walk you through the beginning stages of homeschooling and get you started so you can start homeschooling your children on the right track um, and in a way that aligns with your values and with your beliefs. So if you might be interested, put your name on the wait list, uh, launchyourhomeschool.com pop your name down there and I'll send you information when enrollment opens. Right, let's see where you guys are all tuning in from. Oh my goodness, mashallah, we've got Morocco here. Uh, let's see, Bismillah, Leeds, Southampton, awesome. Alaska, seriously? Alaska, mashallah, Morocco, London, Liverpool, awesome, amazing, mashallah, okay. Oh, we've got Canada here. Walaikum salam, oh, that's so nice, Humera, welcome. Okay, brilliant. Okay, and what about on Instagram? Where are you guys coming in from? Um, USA, London, UK, Luton, London, America, Reading. Lots of Londoners on here today. Amazing. Iran, India, Bahrain, Berkshire, Guam, mashallah. 
and USA. Okay, amazing. Okay, so let's crack on. Oh, 10 inches of snow. Oh my goodness. 10 inches of snow in Fairbanks, Alaska. Well, there you go. Subhanallah. Right. Okay, so before I get into explaining how we started homeschooling, I need to go back a little bit. I need to get into that. Um, I need to explain to you my frame of mind going into homeschooling, where I was at, because honestly, I was a very different person to the person who is sitting before you now. I was deeply unhappy and I was not confident. I lacked self-esteem and I was lost and I was drowning in motherhood. How many of you can relate to that? I really felt lost and like I was drowning in, in the way that my life had panned out. But let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. You know, that my struggles as a young mum, they nearly stopped me from homeschooling. And that's why I want to share this with you now. This is not easy for me to talk about. I don't easily share things, um, personal things like this. But I have seen the importance of talking about stuff like this with you because I know right now that there are women watching this who are experiencing those emotions, those struggles, those painful experiences right now. And I want you all to know that you are not alone and that you will get through this and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I got through it and I'm in a very, alhamdulillah, I'm in a very happy place now and you will be too, inshallah. So I'm gonna talk through those difficult times and how that led me to homeschooling. So I became pregnant, I think I was 24 or 25. And pregnancy was okay. I mean, it was hard, but alhamdulillah, baby was healthy. And then I had a very traumatic delivery. Um, It's, you know, it was very long. It ended up in an emergency C-section. Um, basically, my baby was much bigger than they had realized um, and could only come out if they did a C-section. And it was so traumatic. And I was young. I was 25 years old. And then when I finally had this baby and I was healing from those wounds, emotional and physical, the baby just cried. He just cried all the time. And I was nursing him for the first time. Any of you who nursed your babies, you know how painful that is. And nobody tells you how painful nursing is. It was painful and there was blood in the milk. And I'm sorry if that's upsetting any of you, but the baby was crying and there was colic all the time. Um, It was a very, very hard time for me. And I'm not saying this to bum you out and, and bring you down. I want you to understand where I'm coming from. I had a baby who was never happy, who hardly slept. So I never slept, who was very unsettled and also big and strong and heavy. That coupled with postnatal anxiety, I had a really hard time in early motherhood. And what that did for me as a mother, as a woman, was it knocked my confidence completely. How many of you can relate to that? I, you know, we're so mean to ourselves, aren't we? We say things that we would never, ever say to to anybody else. I would say things like, what kind of a woman 
can't stop her baby from crying? What kind of a woman, what kind of a mum can't even nurse her baby properly without it being painful and making her cry? You know, what kind of a mum can't get her baby to sleep when other women's children sleep through the night and yours only sleeps for a couple of hours? What is wrong with you? That is the message I was constantly telling myself. And subhanAllah, I was in a very low place. But alhamdulillah, as he got older, as he, you know, grew and, and alhamdulillah matured, things did get easier. But I'll be honest with you, my confidence never recovered from that. Well, it, it has recovered now, but it didn't, it took a really long time to recover because I felt like a failure. I felt like as a failure as a mum, I felt like a failure as a woman. And on top of all of that, my house was a complete disaster. <laughs> I was a disaster. I looked a mess. My house was a mess. And I felt like I'd lost myself. You know, how many of you can relate to that? Give me a thumbs up. Tap that hearts button. If you can fit, you ever felt like that, you ever experienced even a part of those emotions. Alhamdulillah, my next son came along and he was a lot easier. Alhamdulillah. You know, it was a natural labor, natural delivery, all of that. Um, slept well, no colic. Alhamdulillah, you know. But while all of that was going on and I had two babies at home and I was a mess and my confidence had never been lower, I had to start thinking about schools. You know, here in the UK, kids have to go to school at four years old. Now my son is summer born. So I had to start thinking about this when he was about three. He was still a baby, but I had to start thinking about, okay, which schools is he going to? So I do, so I did what I do best. I started researching. I started looking, you know, what are the best schools in my area? I looked at all those league tables that people put out, um, the nurseries, speaking to people. I just researched all the things and I stumbled across, across homeschooling. Now, what you're expecting me to say right now is I stumbled across homeschooling and I instantly fell in love with it and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Well, that's not what happened. <laughs> I am like so many of you, I had expected my children to go to school. And even though I did come across homeschooling, I dismissed it because I didn't think that homeschooling was for people like me. I associated homeschooling with very religious people or celebrities or sports people. It wasn't for normal mums like me. You know, I remember this was, you know, almost a decade ago. There wasn't, you know, Instagram then. There wasn't any Facebook Live, none of this. It was much uh, less mainstream than it is now. And all of that, you know, on top of the fact that at this point in my life, I was drowning in motherhood. I barely had time to have a shower, cook dinner. You know, the thought of homeschooling seemed completely impossible. And plus, you know, deep down inside, I kind of thought I wasn't capable of doing it. I still felt like a terrible mother. And I felt like I wouldn't be able to do that. Even, I didn't, even if I didn't admit that to anybody, I felt like I couldn't do it. Um, and on top of that, you know, I had a career and there was a lot of pressure for me to go back to that career um, after the kids got a bit older. So I dismissed homeschooling. I just, you know, it wasn't for me. I thought, you know, I'm going to send my kids to school because that's what we do kids go to school when they reach four years old here in the UK. I did that. Most of you did that. So I arranged to meet at the headmistress of our local school and have a look around. 
I don't know what drove me to do that because honestly, most people don't go and visit the schools, do they? They just put down the schools they know to be the best ones in the area and that's it. Um, and then they get what they're given. For some reason, I think it was because my parents did that with me. I went to visit one of the schools and I'm so glad I did because if I hadn't have done that, I'm almost certain that our life would have panned out very differently and we probably wouldn't have homeschooled and we'd be living very different lives right now. Alhamdulillah. So we went to this school and <laughs> I did my best as a frazzled, stressed out mum of two babies to make myself look presentable make my son look presentable. I put a collared shirt on him and some clean shoes and tried to make us all look like a respectable family. And, you know, we went to the school. As soon as I stepped into that place, my heart sank. I took my little boy's hand, you know, who's only three. And you know how three-year-olds don't walk in a straight line. It's everywhere. So he was walking with me my hand and we walked from classroom to classroom. We met one teacher, then another teacher. We could talk to a few of the kids there. But I knew in my gut, I knew so strongly and so deeply that he would not do well here. I knew maybe it was intuition. Maybe it was uh, some kind of inner guidance, instinct, whatever you want to call it. But I knew in my heart, in my gut, I knew that this was not going to be the place where he would thrive. He's lively, he's fidgety, he's boisterous, he's super curious, very enthusiastic, um, lively. You know, he's a little boy or he was a little boy back then. And walking around there and looking at the desks and the kids with their worksheets, I just knew this wasn't the place for him. Now, there was nothing wrong with that school and the teachers were perfectly nice and the kids were lovely. But in my heart, I knew that he wouldn't do well there. And honestly, this is not what you're going to expect me to say. But back then, when he was three, I wanted nothing more than for him to go to school. I needed some time alone. I needed some space um, you know, I needed time to recover and rest. I wanted time to clean the house. I needed a little bit of space. So it, for me, for him to go to school felt like a bit of a relief. You know, I thought, great, you know, I can get on top of the chaos that is my home. But then when I walked around that school holding his hand, I knew that I couldn't do it. I knew that he would not thrive there. And it was heartbreaking, honestly. <laughs> emotions, it, you know, it felt like I didn't have a choice. Um, if I sent him to school, it would be like I was sacrificing a part of my son. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I felt like I would be sacrificing a part of his childhood and I was not, I couldn't do that. Um, just because that's what people do, I didn't want to be that person. So, <clears throat> so after that, I decided to talk to family, to friends, and and tell them what I was going through. You know, explain to them, you know, my concerns about my son, about sending him to school, 
and see what they thought, you know, if they, if I could get some support. But what did I hear? I didn't hear support. I heard things like, and maybe you can relate to this. Oh, everyone goes through that, especially with their first child. That's normal. Everyone goes through that. Or we all went to school and we turned out okay. Has anyone ever said that to you? Oh, you went to school. You turned out okay. Your brother went to school. He turned out okay. Why do you want to do anything different? Or, and the one that really, uh, really clinched it for me, he'll be fine. He'll cope. He'll manage. But you know what? I didn't want him to just cope. I didn't want him to be fine. I didn't want him to just survive. I wanted him in an environment where he would thrive. I wanted him in an environment where he would thrive, not survive. And so I knew that that place was home. And that was what was best for him. So me and my husband talked about it. And after a couple of weeks, we came to that decision that that's what we were going to do. We were going to homeschool. It hadn't really been on our radar, but it suddenly was in a big, big way. We told friends and family that despite their advice, we were going to do this. Despite the fact that in my heart, I felt like I probably couldn't do this. That probably I wasn't capable. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was almost 90% sure that I was going to fail. But I knew that I had to try. So led entirely by my heart, with no idea (laughs) of how I was going to make this happen, um, I pulled his application out of school. I took that application out and told everybody we were going to homeschool. And subhanAllah, we did. We have done it. And we've been doing it for a very long time now, alhamdulillah. And it surprised me, actually, that even after all these years, those emotions are still very raw um, and still very real. But what I took from, from that is that, you know, right now, if you have little ones at home, if, especially if you have toddlers, you might not right now in this moment be able to see what you will be capable of in the future. I certainly couldn't. I could never have imagined that years on, I would still be homeschooling. Not just one child, but three children, and also teaching other mothers how to do it as well. I would never have imagined that. But subhanAllah, don't judge yourself too quickly. When you're in those stages, and most of us, when we're thinking about if our kids are going to go to school or not, we have little kids. We have a a three or a four-year-old, and often we have a younger sibling as well, one or two years old. Those are the hardest, in my opinion, the hardest stages of motherhood. And so in that moment, we feel like we barely have time to breathe. We don't have time to shower. We haven't brushed our hair for three days. We don't have time to eat properly. How on earth are we going to homeschool? But I want you to remember that in a couple of years, in a couple of years, things will be much easier for you. Your situation now is going to change massively in the next couple of years. So when you get to that point where homeschooling starts to look more serious, it's going to be so different. You're going to have a six-year-old who's much more independent. You're going to have probably a four-year-old coming up as well. No more nappies. You're going to be sleeping through the night. You're going to be much more capable in in a couple of years when homeschooling really starts um, than you are right now. So don't judge yourself too quickly because you are capable 
of more than you believe yourself to be, of you believe yourself to be possible. The second thing I took from this experience was that you can't expect people around you to believe in you, especially if you don't believe in yourself. It takes time to get to that point now. I very rarely get anybody doubting me now because I exude confidence when it comes to homeschooling. I know what I know about homeschooling. I know I'm good at it. And people can tell when they meet me, right? I don't get any hassle anymore. But back in the day, I didn't have that confidence and people can tell. If you have people in your life right now who are making you doubt yourself and you've really got your heart set on homeschooling, I would advise you to distance yourself from those people as much as possible. You know, don't cut them out, but just set up some healthy boundaries. Because if you're hearing constantly negativity around something that you feel passionate about, um, it can dig deep and it can hurt. And remember that people can only meet you from where they are at. And what I mean by that is... um, Somebody might say to you, oh, you're going to homeschool, you're going to find that really hard. What does that mean? That means that that person would find homeschooling really hard. It has no reflection on you. Somebody might say to you, oh, are you sure you've got patience for that? That is not a reflection on your patience levels. It's a reflection on theirs. They don't have the patience for homeschooling. So when people pass judgment on you, it's only a reflection on their own state not on yours. And that's something that I've learned over the years. When someone judges you and puts you down, it's just them vocalizing what's going on inside of their own heart. And it's nothing to do with you. So just set healthy boundaries between those people um, that are, are bringing you down and not supporting you in the way that you need as you start your journey homeschooling. Um, okay, I'm just going to flick through some of the comments before we go into the next part. Um, let's see what's going on. Mariam, what happens if one's husband does not support homeschooling? Yeah, subhanAllah, that's really hard because in my personal uh, opinion, you need to have both parents on board. Um, Homeschooling is is really hard work and there are times when it's tough and you need to have that support at home from your husband. Maybe there's a way that you could compromise. You know, what I did with my husband was, I mean, he was fully on board, but we decided that it was going to be a temporary thing. We said, we're going to homeschool just for one year, maybe two, and then he's going to go to school. But subhanAllah, as we saw how homeschooling really brought out the best in him, um, there was no question of him ever going back to school. So perhaps you could consider having that conversation and and just a approaching it as a temporary thing while they're young or just for a year or two um okay subhanallah yeah I'm sorry about the crying (laughs) I'm sorry about the crying okay um Zaki Mahmood what I find overwhelming is the lesson planning and just the thought of keeping up with everything yes okay so lesson planning what you want to do is you want to go you want to reverse engineer it Um, You know what? I've done an entire video on that. If you go to my YouTube channel, Our Muslim Homeschool, and you look up homeschool planning, that's right, Our Muslim Homeschool, homeschool planning, something will come up there about that and the process that I use, inshallah. Okay, let's have a look quickly on Instagram. Okay, well said about the judgment. Thank you. 
What a great way to look at it. Awesome. Okay, subhanAllah. <laughs> okay, right. A lot of positivity. I can't go through all of them, but I'm going to crack on with the next bit of this. Okay, so I said that I wanted to talk a little bit about how we started. Um, so when we made the decision to homeschool and I was completely clueless and had very little self-esteem um, and confidence in myself, what did I do? I looked to the experts online. I Googled it, like many of you who can relate. I Googled it. I read the books. I watched YouTube videos. I read blogs, Facebook groups. I just consumed as much information as I could find online and in books. And back then, like I mentioned, there wasn't Instagram. There was no Facebook Lives. It was much more limited. There was less out there than there is now, a lot less. And in some ways, that was a blessing. But I didn't have anybody to teach me. You know, I didn't have lives like this where someone would come on and talk to me about the same things that that I was struggling with. There was no one out there and I had to figure it out myself. And that was so overwhelming. You know, how many of you are right now trying to piece together homeschooling for your children and feeling completely overwhelmed? So that's coupled with my very low self-esteem. Um, I would see people online doing things a certain way, YouTubers, bloggers, whatever. And I would instantly assume that that was the way you did it. And I would buy all the things they were using and I would try to implement the way they taught, even if it didn't feel in alignment with my child and the way he learned or what was, you know, important to our family. There was no cohesion. Everything was very random and very scattered and very overwhelming and stressful because I spent a lot of money, a lot of money filling my home with educational resources and books and all the things that I saw other people using and we never used them. We never used them. I filled my home with these things. I spent more money than we had and at the end of the day, I didn't have a homeschool that worked in the way I wanted to. It wasn't educating my son in the way I wanted it to. And then I found the Charlotte Mason philosophy. I found through Charlotte Mason's work how simple and how beautiful educating children at home can be. And how I realized that I was overcomplicating it. I was making it far more complicated than it needed to be. So I got rid of about three quarters of all the stuff I bought, um, all those resources, all those workbooks, everything I'd got, I got rid of it all. And I really dove into the Charlotte Mason way. And actually next week, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna dive deep into Charlotte Mason with you. I'm gonna talk more about what is Charlotte Mason? Um, uh, is it suitable for Muslims? Um, why does it work so well for homeschoolers? Why is it so popular? What's it all about? So next Sunday at 9 p.m., I hope you'll join me and we'll talk about Charlotte Mason. But Charlotte Mason and learning about that and implementing that in my home made homeschooling more enjoyable, more natural and more easy. And I'm pretty certain that if we hadn't found Charlotte Mason and followed her teachings, I probably would have given up homeschooling a long time ago. It, tr I truly believe that it saved our homeschool. So as you can see and hear, um, I've been on a real journey and, you know, it's been 
you know, going from very low self-esteem to a point now where I'm teaching others. I made a lot of mistakes, but in making those mistakes, I learned a lot of lessons. And that, I believe, is why I'm so good at this. This is why I'm so good at this work that I do online, because I've been where you are. It's because I've struggled the same struggles that you are going through right now. And, you know, if somebody emails me and says, you know, I'd love to homeschool, but I just don't believe that I can do it. I know exactly how she feels and I know exactly what to advise her. If somebody emails in and says, um, you know, my, my, the people around me don't support me and um, I don't know what to do. I know exactly what she's experiencing and I know what to tell her. You know, if somebody says their their homeschooling is so scattered and random and they are concerned that their son, their daughter is not learning as they should be, again, I know what to advise them because I made those same mistakes. I experienced those same struggles and so I know how to help. And so in many ways, I am very, very grateful for those difficult times, for those struggles that I faced, for those nights when I would cry, where I would make dua, when I was desperate and lost. I'm very, very grateful for those because even though at the time it was very painful, I learned so much and I grew so much as a person, as a mother. And now I get to share what I learned. You know, I get to be here right now with you, teaching those lessons I learned, subhanAllah. Okay, so let's call it a day there, guys. If you've got questions, pop them in now. What I'll do is I'll answer a couple of them um, and I'll see, I'll get through what I can now. Um, And right, let's have a look and let me have some water. And then if you've got a question, pop it in the comments um, and I'll try to answer what I can, inshallah. I mean, thank you, Humera. Okay, right, let's start on Instagram this time. Okay, so Yomna, um, you said you want to use a traditional method of homeschooling. Can you explain what you mean by that? Because I'm not sure um, what you're referring to there. Right. Do you need to be smart to homeschool? (laughs) I like that question. I think to homeschool, you need to be dedicated. You need to be very enthusiastic and you have to really want it. And I think if you've got those things, it doesn't matter how smart you are. You can be really smart, but if you're not, if you don't truly want this, you're not going to do well. If you want to homeschool, if you want to succeed, if you want to make sure that your children get the best education, it really doesn't matter what your IQ is. You will, you will do it. Um, so don't worry about whether you feel smart or not. And I would also say to that, as your children get older, there's a lot more help out there, more help than I ever realized before. And the more I, I um, work online and the more resources I discover, it's amazing. So for older children, there's a lot out there, free and paid for, um, for older kids too. Um, oh gosh, there's so many questions. Coming. Let's click on this one. Okay, here we go. So we've got Amber. Hi, where shall I start with homeschooling? It feels overwhelming. Yeah, subhanAllah. I know exactly, exactly how you feel there. It's very overwhelming when you first start. What I suggest you start with is look at your child 
and work out what you would like your child to achieve within the next 12 months, within the next academic year and find resources for that. If you're not sure what you want them to achieve, then find what they're doing, you know, what the common core standards are in the US, um, what the national curriculum here is in the UK. Um, If you go to tes.com, you can find the national curriculum there um, or Google it, you'll find it as well and find out what they're doing in schools. And so you set objectives for your child and you work backwards. So for example, let's say Amber, you have... um, you have a seven-year-old and you want your seven-year-old by the end of the year to be able to, to know the 12 times table, to know all their times tables. And so you know that in your academic year, you have, let's say you decide to have um, 36 weeks. So you break it down and you know how many weeks you have to get to the 12 times table. Does that make sense? You have to reverse engineer it. Um, there are days, let me do the next one. You would like to, Muna, sister, I would like to homeschool my only child. What do you think? Any advice, please? Okay, so I do know people who homeschool only children. Um, and what you have to bear in mind with only child is that you just have to be more intentional when it comes to socialization. Um, just like we plan math lessons, history lessons, science, sports, you also have to plan social Um, gatherings, events for your children when you homeschool. So if you have an only child, you need to be even more intentional um, with that. But it's not a reason to dismiss homeschooling at all. Um, It's just you're going to have to focus more and make sure that you intentionally include that when you're planning out um, his uh, homeschooling or her homeschooling. Okay. So somebody's asked, do you hire a teacher or tutor at home? Um, so if you homeschool, you can hire a teacher, you can have a tutor, or you can do it all yourself, or you can use online programs, or you can have, you know, a teacher through Zoom. Um, it's really up to you. And I think that it depends on your child. It depends on their level. It depends on your abilities as a mother. There's a lot of flexibility out there and there's not one right way of doing it. Um, so yes, you can have all those options. Okay, subhanallah. Oh, we've got one more. Yeah. Okay, right. So let's have a little look on Facebook. Okay, thank you, Saima. I really appreciate that. Um, Okay, I'm just reading through this. So Zamzam has asked, how do you go about doing national tests? For example, SATs. Okay, so I don't know which country you're in, (laughs) but here in the UK, if you want your children to take external examinations, then they are able to do that. They have to sit them as an external candidate. You will pay for them as a parent. Um, So if you want your children to take GCSEs or A-levels, you can, you revise for them at home. If you want to bring in a tutor, you can do. Um, And then you sit, your child will sit as an external candidate in exam centers or within some schools as well. Um, And that is, you know, a well-known practice in the homeschooling world. Um, Particularly, a lot of homeschoolers will go for IGCSEs rather than GCSEs because they don't have that practical component. It's all in the exam. Um, But there's a lot of options out there. Um, Okay, let's have a little scroll up. 
Okay. And Medea says she's looking forward to hear about Charlotte Mason. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, there's a lot of happy comments. Um, <laughs> that's great. Okay, subhanAllah. Is there anything? You mentioned struggling with chores. Okay, okay, great. So you mentioned that you're struggling with home chores. How do you manage it all with homeschooling? Okay, Sana, that's a really great question. Basically, it comes down to being really strict with my time management. I have a lot of routines in place to be able to get what I need to do done, basically. Um, I also, of course, have the kids help out. We do have a cleaner who comes once a week. Um, that's been a massive help for me. We only recently got her coming maybe a year or two ago, um, and that really did help an awful lot. So we have a cleaner, a lot of uh, routines. Time management is a big one for me. I love time management. My course has a whole module on time management. Um, so yes, that's how I do it. Um, I always ask myself, am I doing enough? Because I'm finding it hard to teach other subjects with a toddler around. Yeah, subhanAllah, yeah, Homera, that's really hard because when the toddler's around, you are distracted. You don't get enough done. <laughs> um, but remember that this is a short season of your life, of your children's life, and they will have plenty of time to catch up. And things like history and geography, it's very easy for your kids to catch up on them. And remember that even when they do leave home, say they leave home when they're 18 years old, they will still not know all the history and all the geography that they will ever need to know. So don't beat yourself up now if for the next six months you have to let history and geography slide a little bit. It's okay. It's all right. And I'd recommend you during this time, maybe you could get some good quality documentaries. That's something that can cover geography and history very well. Um, or I'll go to, to the library and let them pick up reference books and just flick through them and, and read them for their own pleasure and enjoyment rather than you having, you know, certain sit down lessons. Give yourself a bit of grace and, and be kind on yourself uh, because toddlers are hard work. <laughs> okay, subhanAllah. I mean, thank you. Thank you for your comments. Okay, subhanAllah. So right, I'm going to wrap it up there. It's getting late. Thank you guys for joining me live. So late as well. Um, so remember, you've got a few things to remember. Next week, I'll be back Sunday, 9pm to talk about Charlotte Mason from a Muslim perspective. You know, what is the Charlotte Mason philosophy? Why does it work so well for homeschoolers? And is it okay for Muslims to follow a Charlotte Mason philosophy? Do we need to adapt it? all that kind of thing. So that's Sunday at 9pm next Sunday. <laughs> okay. And then the next thing I want to remind you is to get your free ebook. If you haven't already got the ebook that I've put out, Home Education, what you need to know to get started, you can pick that up for free at ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook. The link is there for you guys on Facebook. If on Instagram, you want to head over to my profile, the link is there as well. And as I mentioned at the beginning, my course Launch Your Homeschool is reopening on December the 7th. So if you are interested in getting onto the waiting list for that, just go to launchyourhomeschool.com and you can pop your name there and I will email you all the details when enrollment opens. Um, so thank you guys for joining me here today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you being here and I will see you next Sunday, inshallah. 
Enjoy the rest of your evening. Assalamu alaikum.